Palman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Wins Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes in, with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. It is cut day at the NFL, and that affects Dynasty, absolutely. But we're here to talk about Dynasty wide receivers. And I think it's a, you know it's, it's more important than the Dynasty running back rankings because those things change so frequently. Um, Brad, I know it's the big news today. Jonathan Taylor, uh, how much Evan Hull or Deion Jackson do you have on your Dynasty rosters? Uh, I got a couple Evan Hull shares. I don't have any Deion Jackson because he was one of those guys that kind of got moved uh, in season last year. And guys just the guys in my leagues that had him, they didn't want to move him. They wanted to hold him to kind of find out. They tried to put him on the block. They were asking for a second. It's a little bit much in my eyes. Uh, so I don't have a lot of Deion Jackson, but Evan Hull. You can get in the back end of the third or maybe even the fourth round of your rookie drafts in Dynasty, and I snatched him up in a couple spots for sure. Yeah, I know I was in a league, and we you know, overdrafted because we had to compensate for taxi squad, and I had to cut people. And I cut Deion Jackson. I had to buy him back for $43 of fab. Competed against nobody. Um, it's a $1,000 fab budget. So <laughs> it's a $1,000 fab budget, not too much. But I also have Zach Moss on the roster. And I think Zach Moss is someone that people need to keep an eye on. No people are excited about Evan Hall. Deion Jackson's the guy. Zach Moss is actually the one that's more available on Sleeper. 35% available. The other guys are about 22, 23% available. So Zach Moss also can slide into your, your IR. Um, he's got a broken arm. Probably going to miss week one or two. But, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty big. Uh, Jamie, he's, he's got all the Evan Hall. So we'll see. I'm not the biggest Evan Hall guy. I think he's, I think he's, he's a fun player. I think he's going to be a good receiving back in the NFL. Um, but we'll see. And maybe I'm totally wrong. Um, but let's talk about dynasty wide receivers. And first we want to showcase the website a little bit. So Brad, tell us what's going on. Yeah, for sure. So, so obviously sportsgamblingpodcast.com for all of your gambling and fantasy uh, information is the go-to. You head into our website, you've got all kinds of stuff in there. We've got a draft kit, we've got DFS stuff, we've got cheat sheets, rankings for both redraft and dynasty. And when you get into the dynasty, the other cool thing that we want you to check out is it's put out by J Mark. That is our trade 
chart, our dynasty trade chart. You can see the link here in the website. But look, we've got, you know, same business that everybody else does that if you if you cut into, uh, oh, we got some ads kicking in on us here. Let me get that out of the way. Same thing. We we do all our rankings in, in uh, Fantasy Pros. So if you come in, we've got them linked based on scoring, PPR, or standard. You can sort them. And look at this. Boom. Here we go. You got Dave on the left-hand side. You got me on the right-hand side. And uh, one of our main editors in Adam Pelletier. Uh, you take a check. We've got a couple of a couple other guys in here as well, but we're kind of focusing in on you know, Dave, you you and I, our, our rankings and and what we think uh, the the wide receiver landscape looks like for us. Yeah, so um, let's let's look at the the first guys, and and number one is Justin Jefferson across the board. Then Jamar Chase. Brad apparently hates Jamar Chase. He has him <laughs> at three instead of two, and huh. so that means he absolutely hates him. That's right. Um, that's right. That, that's how the uh, that's how Twitter and, and Reddit see things. Um, yep. CeeDee Lamb is three for me, two for Brad. So the same top three for the three of us. AJ Brown, I have at five. Um, I have Garrett Wilson at four. Everybody else has AJ Brown at four. Adam has as AJ Brown at five. Brad absolutely hates Garrett Wilson at seven. Um, Jalen Waddle, I have at six. Brad has him at five. Um, and then Adam hates Jalen Waddle's got him at eight. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown at seven, and then Adam and Brad at six. So the top eight, top seven guys are all the same. Um, and I'm assuming Waddle's probably Adam's eighth. So, Brad, where does the tiers where do the tiers go for you here? Uh, Jefferson Chase in their own tier. Uh, no, actually. So those, those top four are my first tier, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CD Lamb, and AJ Brown are kind of, uh, those are the top four. Obviously, if you look at the rankings for me, but I also have them in the same tier. I'm happy coming out of a draft with any of them as my wide receiver one period. Uh, I think all three of them have the potential to be the number one overall wide receiver. I think it's in the cards for any of the four of them. And that's really what I'm looking at. Who has the upside to be the number one overall? And that's going to be that first tier. And for me, any of the four of them could end up at the end of the season as the number one. I, I have Jefferson and Chase above everybody else. Um, CeeDee Lamb has been good, and last year was his breakout season, getting up to wide receiver six. A.J. Brown has been great, but he's also a little bit older, and he also has had multiple knee surgeries. So I don't have him as high, um, and not that I don't like him because I have him at five. Um, but that's yeah, why – It's one know, spot different. It's, yeah, it's not really that big of a deal. It's, you know, <laughs> it's three or four um, three or four years uh, difference with Garrett Wilson and a couple knee surgeries, uh, you know, difference. I know Garrett Wilson hasn't done it yet and that's really projecting, um, but that's where I'm going here. Um, and then, you know, for me, it's Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and then the next tier would be CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Garrett Wilson, um, and then I would go with my next tier of players, um, you know, for, for me personally. Um, and I know we'll talk about some trades here in a second, but let's uh, let's look at the next guys. Um, after Waddle and Amon Ross St. Brown, we got Chris Olave, D.K. Metcalf, and T. Higgins. Um, so Olave, I have at nine. Adam's got seven. Brad's got him at twelve. Brad right now is thinking he's too low on Chris Olave because we know Brad <laughs> likes Chris Olave. Um, DK Metcalf, 10, 12, and nine. Um, T. Higgins, 10, uh, 11, 10, and eight. There's no surprise. Brad's a little higher. I'm a little lower. 
<laughs> and then T uh, Tyreek Hill, I'm a little higher. Brad's a little lower. Uh, Devonta Smith, 12, 11, 13. Um, and that's where things, everything is still pretty chalk. We'll, yep. we'll stick because it gets a little wild after that. It does. But, it does. Um, it, it definitely is a pretty chalk up to there. I think that's the exact same 12 players. Um, or actually, no, Diggs and, and Drake London are in the top top guys. So um, as far as this next tier, um, what are your thoughts here? And do you happen to have any trade examples for, you know, if you wanted to move, let's say, down from one of the top guys, like pick anybody you want? Yeah, so, so uh, you know, let's just look at a Jamar Chase just because, you know, these are the guys that are bringing huge amounts of value right and, now. And- in really any of your leagues. And we talk about this, you know, over and over again. When do you sell? You sell at the peak. You sell at the peak. So if I can move Jamar Chase for Garrett Wilson and a 2024 first, there's a very high likelihood I'm going to do that tear down and add that 24 first because how much am I really losing between Jamar Chase and Garrett Wilson? So, Dave, where are you at with a deal like that? Jamar Chase for Garrett Wilson and a 2024 first. Yeah, I mean, part of it has to do with where's the first. I mean, if it's an early first, then it's definitely an easier accept. If it's a mid first, I'm probably thinking about it. If it's a late first, I might keep Chase. Um, just because I feel like Chase is going to be married to Joe Burrow for the foreseeable future and Aaron Rodgers will be out of town in two years. And who knows? They could figure it out. You know, the Jets could be a team that gets a veteran quarterback or, or you know, figures it out. But um, but I, I do I do like Chase. And if it's a late first, you know, especially in one quarterback leagues, you know, it's a little different than a, than a mid first, early first. All right, so let's let's look at guys in the same uniform. Jamar Chase for T. Higgins, a twenty twenty four first and a twenty twenty four second. Wow! So so you're getting a little bit extra, a little bit extra. So you're getting that second on top of everything else. So yep, I'm still gonna go with Jamar Chase, uh, but it's definitely very close. Okay. All right, let's look at a couple for our Justin Jefferson, our unanimous number one as well in full point PPR. Would you rather have Justin Jefferson or Garrett Wilson, a 24 first and a 25 second? Oof. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson or Justin Herbert? In a super flex league? In a super flex league. Oh man, that, I mean, they're back to back as far as like you're talking about pick five and pick seven, and so, um, yeah, I, I'm probably taking Herbert, but they're like back to back, and if you know, that's okay. really like when you're doing your draft, do I get this or the other? But hey, um, it's about that time. Yep, and then here, here's a, here's the 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 tough one for me. Are you taking Justin Jefferson? Or Bijan Robinson and Rashad Bateman. Oh, it's Jefferson. So even even with Bijan, that Bateman's not enough. You're not a what what if it was say flowers? I know you're a Zay guy. Does that change the does that move the needle for you at all? It, yeah, that could that definitely makes it a lot closer. Bateman mm, is interesting. For, 
And for See, me, I'm, I prefer Bateman over Flowers. And, so. Yeah, and so like how I do my rankings is really like it's a lot of it based on like how I feel like public perception is right now. And like right now, if I put Rashad Bateman on the on the uh, block, I might get like, hey, I'll give you a dollar like gifts and stuff. But if you put Zay Flowers on the block, people would have genuine interest. And yeah. so that's how I look at it, where if I didn't even like Zay Flowers, I know that I could trade him for a lot. But Ron, we're going to get to your question in a second. So, but first, but first, we're what like four days away from college football season. I know I'm ready. Dave, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Drafts, but DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking all of us up because we're ready with a can't miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just five dollars. That's right, five dollars on college football and score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football, as we've all seen, and your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. That change comes fast, but the only thing it's locked in are the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. So life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use our promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with our code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance and eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Again, the terms are at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football. So Ron's got a question for us. Traded a 24 first and swift for Chubb, Mims, and a late third. Thoughts? I love it. Uh, I, I think that's a win now move. Um, swift for, you know, swift and a first for, for Chubb and Mims would have been good. The third is just a little cherry on top for me. Um, Brad, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little higher on Swift than you are. Uh, but if you're trying to win a championship right now, I think that it, Nick Chubb to me could be a top two or three running back if the volume that we're hearing and talking about with Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt and that offense and the release of Kareem Hunt and really outside of the addition of Pierre Strong, they haven't really addressed it. I absolutely love it, and it's a smash deal for a win-this-year championship. Yeah, and what's the next one? Dotson for QJ and T. Higgins, Superflex Dynasty. Yeah, so this one's a little tougher for me because I read into the situation for Terry McLaurin right now. So Terry McLaurin is dealing with turf toe, and it – he's noticeably limping coming off the field from his preseason games. So when I see that turf toe is a very difficult thing to play through as a wide receiver or as a running back. So that thing tends to linger. So how is it going to affect Terry McLaurin? This is, this makes me very excited for Jahan Dotson this season. I think he can step up. I think he's the red zone target in that offense. If Sam Howell can move the ball for them and you're also getting Quentin Johnston, who is going to be kind of a predecessor to either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams in that Los Angeles Chargers offense in the near future, as soon as maybe next year, if they decide to get out from underneath Keenan Allen's contract, which they could do so and save some, some, some capital. So, um, 
The problem is I'm way probably too high on T Higgins. You see him inside my top 10. He's my number eight uh, dynasty wide receiver. And I just don't see a world where either Quentin Johnston or Jahan Dotson are even close to that in the long term. Uh, so I, I'm probably going to roll with T Higgins uh, in this situation. <laughs> and that uh, was up Rooney. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about tearing up and tearing down. So uh, tearing up is when you're going from uh, a tier three or tier four guy and you're going into the tier two, tier one territory. And, you know, when you do that is when you're going for the chip, when you're going to push the chips in. And for me, like, you know, Ron just kind of gave us the rest of his team and the situation. That's key. Like when people are like, hey, would you do this player for this player and that player in a trade? Context matters. I need to know the direction of your team. I need to know what your team looks like. And I need to know what your, you know, what your format is. And so if this this guy's got a bunch of depth, you go up there and you go and get your guy, even if you got to overpay a little bit. It's the opposite if your team's top heavy, like, hey, I got a really good team and I got a whole bunch of like blue chip players, but I got no tight end and no bench. Okay, well, you take one of those blue chip players, you break them off and say, okay, I'm going to trade a, you know, a, we'll say a Garrett Wilson, who's getting a lot right now, getting a lot for Garrett Wilson. I'm going to drop down and I'm going to go get a, a T Higgins plus a Damian Pierce plus a second round pick or whatever. And so like you just, or I said, you needed a tight end. You go get Pat Fryermuth and a second round pick. And so figuring out how you can, can do those things. Um, so tearing up is when you're 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 you know packaging two or three assets, going to get that one big piece, and then tearing down is the other. And I feel like you can do both and still look to win. Obviously, oh, when you're sure. when you're tearing down is typically when you're rebuilding. You know, I'm trading Garrett Wilson for T. Higgins in a first, or Jamar Chase for T. Higgins a first and a second. But you can still do it and get pieces to win. So the rankings get a little hairy here, starting with Stefan Diggs. Um, I got him at 13. Adam's got him at nine. Brad's got him at 20. I always seem like I'm always like I'm Goldilocks. I'm right in the middle um, yep. when we yep. do these shows. Uh, Drake London, 16, 14. Brad's at 11. Adam is Goldilocks this time. Cooper Cup, 15 and 15 and 21. Devonta, Devonte Adams, 14, 17 and 25. And so Brad's been pretty consistent here with age equals lower ranking. Um, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, and the, the big driver for me right now is just what I'm able to, you know, I've got, I took an orphan over that the guy went completely win now and didn't win. I mean, they've got Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner. The whole team is old as shit. But we don't have that lead, that team doesn't have the quarterbacks to really win. And it's a super flex league. So trying to figure out, okay, how do I move some of these guys? And you are not moving a Devonte Adams for even DJ Moore straight up right now. Like it ain't happening. So I struggle when you look at these guys while yes, I a hundred percent agree, agree that if you look at it only this season, these guys are likely top 10 wide receivers what they're bringing in the dynasty community right now is not enough to have them rank that high for me right now. So it, it's that projection for me, you know, we do our rankings a little bit different Dave. We talked about before mine's more like in the future, what's it look like? And 
the value's already starting to come down on these guys. So in the future, no matter how good they play this, Devontae Adams was just the wide receiver three, and you can't even get DJ Moore for him. Like, uh, I, I can't. I can't yeah, push him up the rankings for that. It's tough, and I, I definitely think uh, I'll be moving Devontae Adams down, um, partly because I just don't believe in that offense and, and Jimmy G as well. Um, even though Aiden Aiden O'Connell, who looks like a combination of Farva and Ralph Bar- Barbosa, um, <laughs> he's ready to take over that team. Um, you see, you've seen the shirts where it says, I look like Farva, but I play like Favre. He played just down the road at Purdue. Uh, I'm a fan. Um, this guy can play. But, uh, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I mean, I could see moving him over Devontae because you can get more for him right now. Um, you know, Drake London I do struggle with. We still got to see what's going on with Desmond Ritter. I mean, I'm, I'm moderately excited about Desmond Ritter, but I'm also, like, cautious, like, cautious about it. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely projected a little bit with Drake London where I, his skill set, he's really, really good. And and you, if you've listened to us, you've heard me talk about Matt Harmon's reception perception over and over and over again when we talk about the wide receiver position as an indicator to how good these guys are. Not necessarily what their statistics are, but how good they are at playing the game of football. And Drake London gets open. So all he needs is a quarterback that can deliver the ball. And in that short sample size that we saw last year with Desmond Ritter able to deliver an accurate ball, Drake London played very, very well. Now, he didn't score a touchdown in that span, which kind of knocked those numbers down a little bit. So you see some positive touchdown regression, plus his ability to get open at will. And Desmond Ritter a full season and a full off season to prep and deliver the ball to him. I think there's good things to come. Yeah. I, I did a quick little uh, fluff piece on Drake London and everybody was very quick to turn uh, to point out that Kyle Pitts was not playing during that time. Um, neither was Bijan Robinson. Shocker. He wasn't on the team, um, but uh, sure. DJ Moore, 19, 19 and 15. So, um, so you're a little, little lower on DJ Moore, Chris Godwin were very close. And so for this, like this is, a interesting tier because you have these younger players. Drake London was, you know, a lot of people's wide receiver one last year. A lot of people had him above Alave and Wilson. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba was the, you know, he was the consensus number one this year. And they have older players like Cooper Cup and Adams. And yeah, Cooper Cup and Adams and Diggs likely outshine a lot of guys that you got to scroll up for. They're probably going to outscore Jalen Waddle, probably going to outscore. Uh, you know, T Higgins are probably going to outscore. It could outscore Garrett Wilson, like some of these younger players, but they, the value is going to go down. Devonte Adams, you know, you look at someone like a, like Deandre Hopkins, like his value is, is much lower than it was last year. And it's going to be even lower next year. And so, um, you know, that's what you have to, to look at with dynasty. Um, Chris Godwin's interesting. I think that he's somewhat of a buy. Um, because everyone's looking at Baker Mayfield and that offense and Kyle Trask, and this team's going to be bad. You know, I, I talked about a collapse for Caleb yesterday, and I think that there's going to be a few teams in that sweepstakes. Um, Tampa Bay is going to be one of them. Um, Arizona's already uh, – they're already putting their bid in. Um, they, they put Kyler Murray on the on the pup for, for four weeks. Um, they're apparently uh, trading away all their quarterbacks and just going to go zero quarterback and just uh, – try to do everything they can to put themselves in that, that spot where they can either get Caleb Williams or they can trade the number one pick for a boatload of picks and, and, you know, build this roster around Kyler Murray. 
Um, so with so, this, where, where so do you with, put? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Where do you put um, as far as like Chris Godwin and, and DJ Moore? Um, we're both very similar on them. Do you have any trade examples for those guys or any of the guys on the screen? Yeah, so Chris Godwin was for sure the one I was interested in, right? Because we always talk about values, and and I, you know, you said it. I agree. I think Chris Godwin is becoming a value right now. If I can move Chris Godwin and Jerome Ford for Jalen Warren and Alexander Madison, Dave, where are you at? I know you're a Madison guy. You got a little bit of belief in his capabilities with the Minnesota Vikings. So, are you willing to make a move like that? I am, but time is running out. August is almost over. You know what that means. Time to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home leagues by trying out our best ball in Underdog Fantasy. All you, to, all, you, all you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it. Underdog does the rest, and then you cash in later on after the season. Try, try it out. Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football tournament of all time. $15 million of total prize up to grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win, to win it all? Bruni does. Uh, the time is now, the last day of your draft, to draft your fantasy team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com and find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. I'm looking at Jameer Gibbs. And so if you check out the, the Pick'em contest, Jameer Gibbs, 35 and a half. Over, over, um, under yards, total yards, like smash, smash, smash. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. I love it. And also make sure you check out our Patreon. Sign up for our Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. This week's Patreon Pick'em is an all week one college football pick them. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So Brad, the trade was Chris Godwin. I know Alexander Madison was involved. Yeah, essentially that. And then a, a, a swap of backup running backs. So Chris Godwin and Jerome Ford for Alexander Madison and Jalen Warren. Yeah, I'm probably going to go Godwin on this one. Um, you know, I do like Alexander Madison, but we just don't know what that's going to look like and how long that's going to be. Um, and likely if Alexander Madison's on your team, he's not, you know, he's not a main piece. If he is a main piece, then you're probably not in a great spot. So give me Chris Godwin. I've seen it. Uh, I I know what we're going to get with him. Yep, for sure. Um, we got two more Chris Godwin and Tyler Boyd for Jordan Addison. Would you rather have Addison or Boyd and Godwin? I'll take Addison on this one. Younger player, um, doesn't have an injury history, and he's got a better situation. I know people are just kind of like Kirk Cousins is going to be out of there in a year. I've been saying that for like four years now. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with their situation, but like they don't have a plan behind Kirk Cousins. They're probably going to have to pay him and keep him just because they don't have a plan. And Minnesota's not going to be bad enough that they're going to be in a spot where they're going to be able to draft one. So unless they trade for a quarterback, I just don't see a situation where they easily replace Kirk Cousins at least in the next two years. Yeah, I'm on the opposite side of that one, mainly because I, as much as I love Jordan Addison, he was my wide receiver too coming out. 
I think he's a, a good talent. He's a good route runner. All of those things that we talked about in our rookie profile series with him. My concern is I just don't know that he's anything better than the number three option in that. And if you look at the back half of the season, when after they brought TJ Hawkinson in, there was nobody that was really relevant outside of Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. There, there was, a, a, I think, one game where KJ uh, uh, Osborne had a deep catch at, for a touchdown. Like, other than that, now, I, I get it. Jordan Addison is a much better talent uh, at the wide receiver position than him. I just don't know that the volume is going to be there for him to be a consistent player for you, where I think Chris, and, and I'm sorry, Justin Jefferson's not going anywhere. Like, TJ Hawkinson, they just brought in. I just don't know that that situation is going to change for the better for him. Whereas Chris Godwin, we're looking at buying him right now in an offense that really isn't going to be able to throw the ball down the field, which is Mike Evans' strong suit. Chris Godwin and Baker Mayfield, like their skill sets match up a little bit better. And if they do, you talked about it, tank for Caleb and are actually able to come away with Caleb Williams. Talk about a smash play for next year at the wide receiver position with Chris Godwin. His situation is going to do nothing but get better. And he's in his prime. He's 27. I get it. He's a little bit older than Jordan Addison, but he's not at that age 30, 31 mark that some of these other guys are. So I think you've got a good three years of, of production coming from Chris Godwin moving forward. Yeah, I'll stick with Addison. No more yep. rebuttals. Let's move on. Yep. The last one, there's a couple in here for Chris Godwin for a singular first. So for you, where does that first round pick need to be in order you to in order for you to move Godwin? I, I'd move him for a random first. Any first. Doesn't matter one through Yeah, four. I mean, he's not gonna have a whole lot of upside in this offense. This offense can be bad. They're not gonna be very efficient. Even if he gets a lot of volume, you're not gonna have a lot of touchdown opportunities, not a lot of red zone opportunities. And um, I, the, the quality of the volume is not going to be good. I mean, we've, we've seen some success with Baker Mayfield with like Jarvis Landry, but you know, he just, you know, we could see Kyle Trask out there for a little bit. So I just don't know how consistent you're going to have Chris Godwin, but I also just, I, I, I'm okay with selling him. So I, I I think we may have him ranked a little inappropriate then. Like if any singular first, would move him for you like you're are you taking us any random singular first for dj Moore? yeah i mean yeah they're At 19 one spot above yeah like, i'm probably it, gonna have to move godwin down a little bit looking at it you know yeah. at, at the end of the day um it, it's you know and we don't really know what dj Moore's situation looks like but right um you know Addison, like I said, I, I have Addison right there. And so Addison, I, I could see, you know, moving him up. Yep. Fair enough. And this one's tough. Jerry Judy right there. Ugh, I'm going to have yeah. to change that one. Yeah, Jerry. the the injury really, you know, for those of you that are, are you know, maybe a little behind, he he is suffering a little bit of a, an injury, uh, likely going to miss a few weeks. Uh, which, you know, we, we've seen happen to Jerry Judy, right? He's a guy that we haven't seen be able to stay healthy. So uh, that's the big reason I've got him down. I think if he could play a full season healthy, those those numbers are going to warrant a better ranking. But right now, I just I can't trust him right now uh, until I see him come back and I see it with my own eyes. Uh, and then I'll move him up the rankings. 
Yeah. And so, um, you know, there's some guys on here. This is definitely like where we're probably the, the most. Um, and I, I hate to see that you're so much higher than on Brennan Ayuk and Deontay Johnson. Um, I think my Deontay Johnson is, is a mistake there. I need to move him up. Um, but usually I'm the Brandon Ayuk guy on this show, and I've just sold you so hard on him that you were like, got to beat you, 14. Yeah, that's right. Um, I got to I gotta move him up. I got to move him up. And the reason I have Deontay Johnson down so far is because he's kind of like the conversation you had earlier. Like, I got a whole lot of Deontay Johnson, and I can't sell him for squat. Yep. People just don't want anything to do with him. And they're just like, listen, this guy's got 120 targets three seasons in a row, and he can't. What like what's his like wh- where's his ceiling? And I, I kind of get it um, because yep. it's frustrating. And George Pickens is is on the rise, and it's causing Deontay Johnson's stock to fall. Yeah, I I so I'm kind of hoping that the efficiency goes up as the targets go down. That's where I'm kind of leaning, right? So as George Pickens comes into his own, becomes what I believe is going to be the alpha in that offense, I just think Deontay Johnson's targets are going to come down, right? He's not going to be peppered with those 140 targets, but they're going to be a little bit higher quality, a little bit better situational targets than just Deontay Johnson is the other or as the the only option at the wide receiver core for them right now, which has kind of been the the case, you know, Juju on the outs on the way out. Last year, George Pickens is a rookie, really only able to make highlight catches and not really run a full route tree just yet. Coming off an ACL, right? That's that's a now he's a year removed, a little bit better, another year with Kenny Pickett. So I'm hoping that those targets are a little bit more quality for Deontay Johnson, and he continues to produce just massive amounts of catches. Um, I also see some touchdown regression for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is coming from a Browns fan, right? I don't want to see it, but I think we're going to see it. You just look at what they were able to do in the back half of the season. They were moving the ball significantly better uh, as they opened the playbook up and as Najee Harris's health went up. So I I foresee some positive touchdown regression for that offense just in general. Yeah, we've talked about the offensive line improvements, and uh, we probably should go back and retrack what our top 24 uh, receivers are. Um, but, yeah, Ron, to answer your question here, it, it it's always perplexing what they do over in New England. Um, they always, you know, have – they've always been like, okay, we're going to zig when everybody's zagging, and they were made to look smart because of Tom Brady. And they don't have Tom Brady anymore, and they've not looked smart – Last year, they looked like complete idiots when they had Matt Patricia running the offense. Um, you know, Bill Belichick's a great coach, and, and he runs the defense, and and he's done a lot of things. But he's not won a lot of games since Tom Brady's left. And these moves, they just are risky. And so you're going to ask a backup quarterback to come in and, you know, learn the offense on the fly. Like if, if Mac Jones gets hurt, give me real real bad shape. Um, they could pick up these guys, put them back on the practice squad after they get cut. I would do want to say how the waivers work. Like waivers are not like your fantasy team. The Bears have the number one waiver spot, and they can pick up as many players as they want. So if the Bears put a waiver out for 18 players, they get all 18. Yep. And it goes by the draft order of last year until week eight. 
then it switches to the current reverse draft order of what this, the, you know, the, the win losses are. But yeah, um, Zeke and Ramondre is the only running back. So they'll be busy picking up, you know, running backs and quarterbacks tomorrow. And maybe they have their eye on somebody that, you know, that they think is going to be available. I think Zonovan Knight is an interesting ad, whoever gets him. Kareem Hunt's still out there. Kareem McBride. Debo McBride. Yep. So it's 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 gonna be interesting, but yeah. Um, and I know I was gonna text Brad. Um, Bailey Zappy got cut, and I was just that blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, blew, I, yeah. I so perplexing uh, is the right term, Ron. Perplexing is definitely <laughs> the right term, and I appreciate you for hanging out with us tonight, Ron. Yeah. So back to the number one. Number one was uh, was Justin Jefferson. Number two was Jamar Chase. Number three was Ceedee Lamb. Then AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle, Monroe St. Brown. Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, Tyreek Hill, Devonta Smith, Stephon Diggs, Drake London, Cooper Cup, Devonta Adams, Jackson Smith and Jigwood, DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman, Christian Watson, Jerry Judy, Dante Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, Jordan Addison. And so it's always interesting when you mix the rookies in with the veterans because you think about it. Jordan Addison was 107, 108 in your Superflex rookie drafts. And if I were to try to get Deontay Johnson for that, Ain't happening. Brandon Ayuk, probably not. Jerry Judy, maybe at some point this summer. Christian Watson, not happening. Michael Pittman. Actually, at one point, you could get Michael Pittman for that. I don't think you can currently do that, but Michael Pittman at one point was going for that. But like that's that's why I do the rankings the way I do it is because you know, look at that stuff. You put them in your startup. You put the rookies in with your startup. It's going to look a little different. And yeah. so um, – so, Brad, any of these guys stand out as far as, you know, you feel like I was going to look at your rankings and kind of see who you feel like is too high, too low. Yeah, Michael Pittman's probably a little high for me. Um, I thought I was low on him, uh, but apparently not low enough. I, I just – and it really doesn't have a ton to do with Michael Pittman. It has more to do with what I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to try to do to make Anthony Richardson successful uh and the fact that i don't think anthony richardson is ready to play the game of nfl quarterback yet so uh and i think that's going to hurt michael pittman so so his ranking for me is entirely too high right now um christian watson is the one that it looks like i'm really low on him and i actually am pretty low on him so i'm not ready to move that but it's probably worth just going to make sure that some of these guys that I have above him are that they deserve to be above him. I look, I get it. He looked good. You're looking at Jordan love. What's that situation going to be? He talked about um, all of the touchdowns that came uh, with the tight end out. Who were we talking about earlier? Um, Damn it. What, what wide receiver were we talking about that you said? Oh, that, yeah, with uh, with uh, Drake London. Drake London. With Kyle Pitts out, that's the same. I could say the same thing about Christian Watson. His little four-game touchdown span where he had seven touchdowns through four games were the only four games that Romeo Dobbs did not play in. Now, do I think Romeo Dobbs is the reason that he was not scoring touchdowns? No, absolutely not. Right. So I think it's more of a fluke than anything. I just he's 
not refined. I am. I have a. I have soft place in my heart for guys that know how to run routes, know how to manipulate defenders, and he isn't quite there yet. Doesn't mean he can't develop into that, but he's not there. He is that down the field, go up and get it kind of guy. Uh, so I, I just need to see more from him to move him up in my rankings. Yeah, and and I think you can get a decent uh, decent amount for Christian Watson. I was just uh, offered Quentin Johnson straight up for him the other day. I turned it down, um, but Quentin Johnson is going 108 in our, you know, in our drafts. Um, I think, you know, you look at this board and some guys you could probably buy low on, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson, um, you know, Michael Pittman might be someone that you can go buy a little bit. And these RPO offenses, I know they're not going to necessarily push the ball down the field so much and have a whole lot of passing volume, but they do funnel. There's, there's, you know, there's a huge – you saw it. You see it all the time. We are with these RPO offenses where not only the linebackers got to pause and hesitate, but so do the corners. And so it allows these little slant patterns and things like that, where you can get guys on these short, short routes. Um, and so, um, you know, you can see some of that with, with Michael Pittman um, in that offense, uh, Calvin Ridley. We both have him exactly at 24. It might be the first one we've agreed on in the entire entire thing. Outside of Justin Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. And so Calvin Ridley is a guy that um, he's going really, really high. And so uh, Calvin Ridley is a guy that um, I really like, but he's getting to the point where he's unattainable. And I might have to pass up on him in some drafts because he's just going so high. Um I love Jaden Reed. If you can get him in a first for for Watson, that's a bet I'm willing to make. Uh, what's up, Terrence? Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, like I, I'm a Jaden Reed guy. Um, and I'll, I'll say this: I kind of liked what I saw from Jordan Love this this offseason. People were you know yep. trashing him. There was that that beat reporter that was trashing him. I liked that he was running the ball like pretty casually uh, running the ball. Um, you know, very similar to how we saw Sam Howell the other night, and so. He's got a little bit of that. He's not your Justin Fields type of a runner, Josh Allen type of a runner, but he's he's can run a little bit. And being able to create outside of the pocket is really going to help these athletic receivers. Christian Watson is an athlete. Jaden Reed is an athlete. Um, and so I do think that that's going to help. Um, and so, yeah, Jaden Reed definitely will be coming up. It's one of my one of my favorite uh, rookies. Brad, will you do Jaden Reed in the first for Christian Watson? Yeah, I, I I definitely would. Yeah, I'd I think, take a singular first for Christian Watson right now. I think I would do that. Um, so, Marquise Brown, he's one that I want to talk about. What's he going for on the trade market right now? Because I'm out he on is. Marquise Brown because you, you're going to miss basically another year with him. Yeah, it's it sucks because early in the off season I was way too high on Marquise Brown. Um, I love the talent. I think him being paired with Kyler Murray could have been a really, really good thing, but now I'm a little worried about when Kyler Murray's actually going to return, seeing as though he's on the pup, and now I, I just think it's likely going to be longer than that. But right now you can move Marquise Brown for Desmond Ritter alone. For me, that's Marquise Brown. Are you taking Ritter or, or Hollywood? Ah, oh, man. And the fact that I got to think about it means I got to mark. I think I'm down my, my rankings. Um, 
Oof, I, I'm probably probably gonna take Ritter. I think he's gonna have more value this year. Wow. Yeah, I mean, okay. Ritter's, he's okay. if you're in super flex leagues, obviously. Huh. You can trade Ritter for uh, an early second. I mean, you might get someone to give you, uh, you know, give me give me a late second for Ritter. You know, give me a first for Ritter in a second. Interesting. Um, he's a starting quarterback. There's, I don't think they're going to replace him. And Marquise Brown is just in a real crap situation. And I get it. They're another team that could have Caleb. You no, know, they could have Kyler Murray for a little bit. I don't know. Marquise Brown is just he's in a whole bunch of guys right now and he's you know he's how many years until it's going to actually happen yeah i i I believe in the talent a little bit more and and the bunch of guys is a real thing in that that offense right now you got trey mcbride you got rookie michael wilson you got rondale moore you got that's that's your wide receiver core there and it marquise brown to me is head and shoulders the best option in that offense um He's got the speed. He's got the ability to make people miss. He's got the ability to run various routes and route tree. Um, so while, yeah, the quarterback play is probably not, well, not probably is going to be subpar for a, at least the first half of the season. I just think there's some value in Marquise Brown long-term when I can look at another trade of Marquise Brown and Isaiah Pacheco for Justin Ross and the two Oh two, like, I'm going to take the Marquise Brown and Isaiah Pacheco side there. Like it, I, I feel like the value of Marquise Brown is low enough that I'm interested. Marquise Brown for Alec Pierce. Where are you with those two trades? Marquise Brown for Marquise Alec Pierce. Marquise Brown for Alec Pierce. Yes. And Marquise Brown and Isaiah Pacheco for Justin Ross in the 202. Where are you with those two offers? I'll take the 202 side. And, and then I'll take Marquise Brown or Alec Pierce. Like that's that's a terrible trade. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple crazy ones. Marquise Brown in the 207 for the 104. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna take the 104. Yeah. <laughs> Marquise Brown for Jahan Dotson. I'm gonna take Jahan that's, Dotson. That's awful. Um, yeah, Marquise Brown for Miles Sanders. Straight up, I'm gonna take Miles Sanders. Like there are some trades that don't make a whole lot of sense to me, but. Um, Marquise Brown is cheap right now. And, and here's, in, in here's most an, leagues. an interesting piece with Marquise Brown. He's a free agent next year. Yep. He's, he's 27. So he's not old. Um, he's going to be 27 hitting the market. Um, they could keep him. Obviously they got a ton of, um, cap space there, but we don't know what his you know future holds as well. I do think they try to keep him, but then I don't even know what, what, um, Kyler Murray's future is over there. Um, yep. so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Talked a lot about him. Uh, Dotson, I'm going to be moving up the rankings. I'm not all the way up to 22, but I'm going to move them up. <laughs> 22 is that's pretty high. I, I definitely have guys, uh, at least at least uh, 22 guys I like over him. Um, I'm surprised you have him that much higher than Pickens. Yeah, so the, the biggest reason is John Dotson is – a more all-around wide receiver. George Pickens is that number one splash play guy, which I get it. It's awesome. He's got the alpha profile build. He also has that alpha profile attitude and behavior, which is a very risky thing for me. Um, so as much as I love George Pickens, that I really don't like that. 
Um, and it used to not bother me because you know what? Wide receivers are divas. It's just the way it is. Um, that's not necessarily the case in a lot of cases anymore. Uh, and he just has, there's just something about it that's rubbing me the wrong way right now that I think could get him into a little bit of trouble in the long term. Yeah, you notice a little bit of that with DK Metcalf sometimes, yep. but I, I've said it. I, I'm I, and I I know I sound like a hater when I say it, but I'm so sick of seeing these highlights where they're just like offensive pass interference like crazy, and they're like, man, that defender got broken. I'm like, the receiver is literally on his phone. <laughs> like, the, the, I mean, they're running uh-huh. the, the referees like playing Candy Crush. Yeah, like, yeah. George, George Pickens absolutely like assaulted Joey Porter Jr. and it went ballistic. <laughs> I'm like that. That was that's not that's not fair. Like, he's able to do that and yeah. make, make it a highlight. So, um, I, yeah, looking at this, I definitely think that you know there's some guys that I'm going to be moving around after this show. And that's a good thing to go through your rankings, kind of look at things a little bit, but. Um, oh my Brad, God, I got Amari Cooper way too high. Yeah, I was gonna say, Brad, you're gonna way have to. High. You're gonna have Holy to probably moly. explain yourself why Amari <laughs> Cooper is half of Traylon Burks. He should not be that high. I mean, I would put him in the in a very similar ranking of some of these other older guys like DeAndre Hopkins and and the you know a tier below DeAndre Hopkins and Devonta Adams like that next tier below which is probably in the 30 range if I had to if I remember where I had where did I have those guys cuz I did have them lower um than you guys yeah so I, he needs to be in like the 30 range he should not be ahead of Devonta Adams that's nonsensical yeah and, and that's something <laughs> that we'll have we'll have to to definitely uh make sure that we update but yeah. Um, as far as any more trades before we get out of here, um, any any guys that you can think of, I've been doing some trade you know trade value charts, and uh, Reddit really likes those. Actually, it's for something they finally like. And uh, there's a very interesting uh, Anthony Richardson thread out there. It got over 300 comments, and so Brad would absolutely love it. He's gonna sit there and eat his Captain Crunch and just giggle at everybody <laughs> that is agreeing with all the Anthony Richardson Uh-oh. hate. There's a lot of Anthony Richardson hate on Reddit. Um, Twitter, I think, is is more pro-Richardson. But uh, Jameer Gibbs came out as the RB2. I thought that was very interesting. Oh, um, wow. I didn't do any receivers, but um, if you guys have anybody that you want me to do, just comment, let us know. Um, Brad, what do you got for some some trades? So so I want to look at the guy on the bottom there, Traylon Burks. So uh, the main reason is he got drafted high. Uh, He was going to be the one. That's what they drafted him to be. They moved A.J. Brown. They drafted Traylon Burks. He dealt with some injuries. They brought in DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, look, it's a one-year deal. I'm not really super worried about Traylon Burks in the long term. I actually think this could be really good for him if he takes advantage of the situation in front of him where he can learn how to play the wide receiver position from quite possibly one of the top two or three to have played in the last decade or so. Um, so, so I want to run through a couple trades here for Traylon Burks and see if it's something you would be interested in doing if you are a rebuild team. That's the key here. Obviously, you're not going to go trade for Traylon Burks if you're a contending team right now. But if you're a contending team, 
uh, or if you're in a rebuild and you're going to the contending team and saying, hey, I see you have Burks. Let me help you out here. Let's see if you would do this. Would you move Traylon Burks for Calvin Ridley? If I'm a rebuilding team. In a rebuild team and you've got Calvin Ridley. I'm probably the guy, not the guy to ask, because I'm not I'm not a big Burks guy. No, apparently I am. Um, but I'd still take Ridley. I got Ridley higher in my rankings on here, and I still would stick with that. Um I know okay. there's some Burks fans out there, but he's injured and I don't like to I don't like to buy players. Well, I don't like to yeah, I, I think you're you're not getting I'd rather Ridley. Okay. All right. How about Traylon Burks or Debo Samuel? Mm. I'll take Burks. I hate Debo. Okay. Traylon Burks or Mac Jones? Burks. Superflex. Burks. Traylon Burks or Rashad White? Mm. I'm I'm gonna go Burks because I don't know like what the shelf life is gonna be. I know Rashad White's a young running back, but yep. he also could be easily replaced in the next two years. Yeah, and and we go back. We've talked about this before in a rebuilding type scenario. You buy young receivers. You don't buy young running backs. You draft running backs. You buy young receivers. So um, that yeah, I mean, Traylon Burks is a guy. I think if you're rebuilding, you should be targeting because his cost is actually pretty low. It's it's capped right now because of the addition of DeAndre Hopkins and the unknown with uh, Ryan Tannehill and Will Levis and Malik Willis and what's the quarterback situation look like there. So it's kind of suppressed him a little bit, not to mention the injury piece as well, which it looks like he's likely probably going to be ready in week one. He may not be full, uh, full go or full health, but it does look like he is going to be ready. So um, I think he's a guy you should definitely be kind of putting the feelers out in those rebuilding type situations and see if you can get a hold of him in the cheap. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and Jamison Williams is another guy where there's kind of blood in the water, um, yep. you know, and six game suspension, right? I mean, yeah, you, you know, you want to get Antoine Green is looking pretty damn good right now. 97 yard touchdown. Thank you very much. Yep. Antoine so. Green does look good. Those Michigan State receivers were pretty good last year. The quarterback just sucked. Hey, um, go go buy him right now. Go get him off your waiver wire. Throw him in your taxi squad. Well, we will be back tomorrow. We'll do, we're doing the tight ends. And so let us know about your receiver questions. And, um, you know, I definitely would be remiss if I didn't say. Man, that was a little sloppy. Um, It's late. Let's get out of here. As always, good luck this season. Cheers.